0: and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding. No more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to up-level your life, is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And I am really personally very excited for this episode because even before I hit the record button, I had to admit Dr. Donna Mazala that I've been stalking her Instagram and every of her posts are savable, valuable, and so much teaching. And I personally discover her because I've been going in this year through my own personal healing through autoimmune, and Hashimoto. And there is just so much confusing information. And sometimes what I was reading online, it really deeply didn't resonate with my body. So when I found her, I was really excited because her information really hit home for me and it was, it just made sense. So I'm really, really excited to have you here today. Donna, thank you so much for creating the time and space to be here. Absolutely.
1: No, thank you for having me and giving me the ability to share, you know, my knowledge
0: even beyond my own following. Beautiful. So before we dive into all of this valuable information and what you get to offer and share, I would love to start this podcast a little bit differently than maybe what you're used to, because I love bringing my listeners and also our guests to be really fully grounded in the present moment. And I do it through visual guided meditation. Would you be open to do it with me? Yes. Okay, beautiful. So just lean into your chair chair, and get yourself really comfortable. Gently close your eyes and start slowing down, connecting with your breath, taking a deep breath in and out and in and out. And one last very deep breath through your nose, breathing in and out through your mouth. And really feeling like your body is slowing and relaxing. And there is nowhere else to be, just this room, this chair, your feet grounded, your shoulders falling back and relaxing. Your face is relaxing. And you start to feel this beautiful sense of peace flowing to you and through you and to your body. And you are relaxing into this beautiful present moment. Because it's such a beautiful gift. And as you slow down your breathing and relax, I would love for you to visualize beautiful, sunny Sunday morning in Italy. And you're walking through the streets and it's sunny and the temperature is just so perfect. And there is a morning market going on and the people are laughing and walking around. They have fresh flowers there and you smell a fresh baked bread and croissants and they have ice cream on the corner and you're just walking around and you're smiling. Because you're so happy to be alive in this moment, in this happiness, in this flow of the day. And as you're walking through the streets in such appreciation and joy, there are two little girls running around and one runs to you and brings you a fresh, baked small cookie and she gives it to you. She smiles at you. And she says, who are you? What would you reply to this little curious girl? What would you like her to know about you? Not what do you do, but who you really are. Wow. Um, (laughs) So I I would tell her I'm a healer. Oh, that is beautiful. How was your visit of Italy? It was (laughs) beautiful. I was wanting to stop for that.
1: I know. I have to keep going.
0: (laughs) I know. I have some guests who are like, can I just stay there? You know, they're like sitting by the fountain in France or walking on a beach or waterfall in Bali. And it's beautiful because I really, and, and I would love to hear from you. Like, do you feel the, really how you're feeling and how it shifted your energy versus just coming and starting with the questions versus having this moment for yourself to slow down and to tune in? Yeah. I think it's so
1: important, right? Just to disconnect and reconnect, you know, and as opposed to just the constant go, 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 go. Uh Yeah. You definitely feel it because, you know, at one point I, I was holding back and then I totally
0: fell back into my chair and just let go. Mm, It's powerful. I saw that. And it's funny because I have that on my bio. It says that, When I'm not like recording or coaching or hosting retreats, I'm in nature, disconnecting from the world, reconnecting to myself. So I love that you're using the same words. And I also really love that you're embracing that you're a healer, not only because you're a doctor, but really recognizing the healer within you and helping others. So I'm wondering on your journey, when did you realize and recognize that you're a healer? So
1: I would say that, I mean, the reason I went to pharmacy school was because I wanted to help people. Um, But it was realizing that I wasn't taught everything that I wanted to be taught. And I wasn't you and I wasn't able to heal and approach medicine in the way that I thought was most appropriate. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was my own personal diagnosis that took me down the path to identify how I need to heal my own um, diagnosis of Hashimoto's. And with that, how do I gain that additional education and functional medicine and nutrition? And as I learn to spread my knowledge to the world so that others can heal in the same manner. Um, And it's just been beautiful journey to be able to connect with people like me that are suffering, but seeing that I also recognize that in the conventional medicine world, we don't have all the answers and it's okay to tap into other methods of healing and use that as a, and balance it right together um, with, you know, nature and medicine, you know, it's okay to use both. Um, And I think I always like to ensure that, you know, there isn't that taboo about it. Um, And so I've learned, you know, I I started on one end of the spectrum and I learned the other end of the spectrum. And then through my journey, I've brought it together um, in a a balance. Mm,
0: That is really beautiful. Like really recognizing that it's not this or that, it's this and that. And one, it's not better than the other. When we marry these two, when we like really bring the balance, as you said, into it, we have more chances to heal. So yeah. it's really beautiful. So for those who are listening right now and they're going through their autoimmune healing, and you know, maybe some of them are also healing through Hashimoto as you know, we were or are what can you share? What is your experience about Hashimoto? What do you feel that? And again, like anything we're saying today, it's just like our own personal feeling and opinion. It's not like facts and you know like this is the way it is this is just what we have experienced so we're not here to like you know tell others what to do and heal them please like talk to your doctor or connect here with Donna but um what do you feel that triggered your Hashimoto on your journey and what Hashimoto really is what do you feel that autoimmune really is
1: yeah so autoimmune disease um you know, it targets different organ systems. And so at the surface, the way it's looked at is a disease of that organ system. But the reality is, autoimmune disease is all the same. And it's a dysregulation of your immune system. Mm -hmm. And so then it leads to the question of what is causing that dysregulation, you know, and for each person, it's something different. Um, And a lot of times, you know, you have that genetic predisposition and then there's that trigger or exposure or, you know, that occurs that then turns on that gene and leads to this development of overall disease. And so for myself, when I kind of, and sometimes you don't know what that is, until after the fact, and then you start digging deeper and questioning and looking back. So when I look back to my situation, um, I attribute stress, um, overuse of antibiotics, because I suffered for a while with um, sinus problems and sinus infections for years post-pregnancy. And then the last I will say is, is pregnancy. Um, and in postpartum state, um, that is known to trigger the development. So, and and adding on to that, my diet and understanding of toxins and pesticides and gluten and dairy and inflammatory foods, I had no knowledge of that. And so, I spent many years of my life consuming, you know, following fad diets and consuming, you know, sugar alcohols and chemicals, essentially, you know, and an attempt. And in in that time, I thought I was healthy. So it's very sad when I look back, because I'm just like, gosh, it didn't have to be that hard. Um, And I probably would have done a lot less damage. But at the end of the day, this is that diagnosis brought me where I am today. And I'm thankful for it, because I've been able to help even more people to help to identify what that root cause was, and hopefully prevent any disease from happening. So I always say like, follow my page, not if you have an autoimmune disease, anybody, right? Like the point is to prevent the, even the development of it. And so follow some of those those key insights that I provide to prevent the development of any autoimmune disease mm. or any disease really.
0: Absolutely. And, and, and that's what I really love because it's not like, Hey, like now you're suffering, do this, but the knowledge that you're sharing about pesticides about vitamin D about the nutrition, you know, and, and like different things that you're sharing there about air and you know, everything it's, it can help you right now, right now. And, and, and I ask for, what do you feel that trigger yours? Because I personally believe that for me, it was stress, really. And also like growing up back in Czech Republic, antibiotics were answer for everything. You have a cold, you get antibiotics. You have sinus, you get antibiotics. You get like fever, you get antibiotics. Like right away, nobody even talks to you. Here is antibiotics for seven days, for 10 days. So it was an answer for everything. And then of course, you know, like alcohol, sugar, all these things that, we don't know what we don't know like like oh yeah like a couple of glasses of wine and not big deal right and uh, so many things that we don't even realize and now when you're on the other side you're like okay okay now i see that now i see that so for those who are either healing through or want to prevent any you know disease in their bodies what are some of the, the complete fundamentals that you have learned that anyone can start doing? Because I don't know about you, but when I started my journey, any kind of journey and me too, like fat diets and, and 20 years of eating disorder, probably added to all of it too. But I would like, oh, I will do it all. And then you overwhelm yourself and then you do nothing because it's too much to keep up with. So what are some of the basics, fundamentals that people who are listening right now can start doing and shifting in their lives?
1: Yeah. So I think the first one is really looking at the diet you know, and what we're eating and what we're consuming and recognizing, I mean, I just did a post today about food-like substances. I mean, we eat convenience foods more than we should be. Um, and so just simply focusing on consuming real food, um, following the rainbow, um, of diversity of foods nuts and seeds and herbs. Um, I mean, those are really the foods that, are, are going to downregulate your immune system, are going to prevent inflammation, are going to provide your cells with the antioxidants they need to repair. Um, I mean, that's what we're missing. We're missing those polyphenols and components from real food um, to help downregulate that response that's continuously going on. So, my advice is always 80 20. So, at least consume 80% of your diet through real food. And the 20%, you know, you can have those days where it's not that, you know, we need to have that balance. Um, But again, trying to consume at least nine to 12 servings of, um, you know, I say fruits, vegetables, but really it's all real foods. Like I said, nuts, seeds, um, herbs, healthy oils, proteins, you know, it's just that's a diet we should be looking at and focusing on. And it doesn't need to be that difficult. Um, And then the other thing and things that people don't focus on as much. Right. So it's all on diet. I think that's the starting point. But low hanging fruit is sleep. You can get seven to nine hours of sleep every day. Like Your body needs to regenerate. It needs to turn off, regenerate itself and come back. Um, Stress mitigation, you know, through meditation or yoga, um, finding some way to just disconnect because. I mean, I even found in my journey in the year of the pandemic that my stress was through the roof and that caused my antibodies to spike through the roof. That caused nodules to develop on my thyroid gland that I didn't have before. So it really took me through a flare and I've never had, nothing else had changed. Um, And then exercise and movement is so important, you know, not to be sedentary and to move our bodies. And at the end of the day, I just say, whatever it is you're going to be consistent with. Um, that's the movement you should do, right? And not saying go run a marathon, but just be consistent and incorporate that into your daily life.
0: I love that. And I love that that's like the basics that we can all start doing. So a couple of questions that I have. I know that when you're doing these things, it, it it is like all like automatic for you. But if the ones who are listening to us right now, they're like, okay, what is a real food? Is it a food that like, it's not packed? Because for example, I learned to buy pasta and there are only two ingredients, you know, like rice flour or chickpeas flour, you know, so started to le- read the labels, right? Like you said, like sometimes we just got to have a convenience because I, run my business my husband runs business and we roll so what how would you describe a real food?
1: yeah good question uh, so I guess we take that for granted so as you said so I remember um, and it's funny I remember when the pandemic started people on the news it was like shelves are empty of food there's no food in the grocery store and I went to the grocery store and I was like the shelves are empty but all of the produce, is full the shelves are overflowing. Um, that's where you start. That's real food. You know, there's fruits, there's vegetables, um, that you can purchase. But when you start to look at those packaged foods, like you said, it's like, if you're reading the ingredients in a label, if you can't read it or understand what it is, that's your trigger that it's not real food, right? Mm -hmm. So if it's something that you can't even pronounce or you've never heard of, you know, it shouldn't be that complicated. So yeah, looking for, and if you are buying packaged foods, looking for things with less ingredients, ingredients that you understand and recognize, that's critical, right? So that's a little bit more aligned to, okay, this is real and not some processed food-like substance of chemicals that's composed together to create, something that number one is, you know, can last on the shelves longer, that's appetizing to you to a point where you want to come back for more. Um, and ultimately it leads to like addiction to some of these foods, right? Because of that high sugar content. So that's real food. So when I look at my shopping cart, I say, again, 80% of it should go in the refrigerator and 20% should go in the pantry. And if you if you are doing that, then in limiting the number of packaged foods, then you're
0: on the right track. Mm. I love that. Thank you so much for going there with me, because I'm like, sometimes we really take it for granted. We are listening something like, okay, okay, but, you know, my pizza, it's a real food. And, you know, this is real, too. I can touch it. It's real. Right. So. 80-20. 80-20. Um, I really love that rule because it's not like 100%, and you will shift and switch everything. It's really about creating the balance and really understanding what are you putting into your body because that is going to really create everything else, right? Outside in your life, so um, that it's really, really powerful. Um, the second question that I have, you know, people sometimes with autoimmune, they're really tired. I don't know about you, but when I learned about, you know, my Hashimoto, I was already like super tired. So sometimes, like even getting out of a bed, like forget thinking about even workout, but like going and getting dressed and doing the basics around the house. It felt challenging. So, if you're really, really tired and you feel like you don't have energy for anything, how do you want to be consistent with a movement? Yeah. So, I think
1: that that's where that's why I always talk diet first mm-hmm. because the foods, inflammatory foods that you eat and consume in your body, things like gluten and dairy and soy and sugar and alcohol, um, all of those can lead to this pro-inflammatory state, which then leads to this constant fatigue as a symptom. So it exacerbates and worsens your condition. So if we can start there and kind of clean up our diet and start to eat, you know, re-nourish it and remove those inflammatory foods, you'll start to feel a difference in your energy. And then as a result, you build on that. And then you sleep the right amount of sleep, you wake up refreshed, Um, and then in time you start finding now you want to add on it's, it's certainly a marathon and it's not a sprint. And that's what I always tell everybody.
0: Mm, That's beautiful. It's because it brings you hope, right? And it's like the step by step. So I, I really love that. So we cover the food, we cover the movement, we cover the sleep and also, um, dealing with the stress because there will be daily stress and especially what is happening in the world right now. I. Mm We don't have TV for like 10 years already in our home. And I'm so thankful because I think that just having TV in the room, you know, would like trigger me. So um, we covered a lot. Are there any um, things that you are taking daily that it's non-negotiable for you that helps you with, you know, the inflammation and healing? Yeah. So
1: I take vitamin D every day.
0: I um, saw that post
1: <laughs> by being in the sun. I, I experimented and I stopped it in the summer. Cause I live in the Midwest part of, you know, North America. So our sun is minimal, right? But in the summer, three months, we have pretty just significant amount of sunlight and my levels dropped. So it just told me that despite, I don't sit outside all day long, we don't sit in the sun with you know, you have to consume at least a half portion of your body. So I always continue to supplement now. So I like to do that experiment. Notice my levels drop. And I was like, all right, I will continue to supplement with vitamin D it's critical. It's, it's an immune regulator. Vitamin D is a hormone. It's more than just a vitamin. Um, and it's just a critical piece for that immune function, Mm -hmm. um, and immune system like dysregulation. So that's critical. The other one is my prebiotics and probiotics um, for my gut health. Um, So your gut is, you know, 70% of your immune system is located in your gut. And for most, like we talked about, you know, the exposure to antibiotics, the exposure to pesticides in our foods and toxins and whatnot has destroyed our microbiome. And our microbiome is essentially the good and bad bacteria and fungi that live in our gut. And because we've destroyed it, you, a lot of times you can't even replenish what has already been destroyed. And so as a result, you know, I supplement daily and you can't permanently re-inoculate your gut with those bacteria, um, despite taking a probiotic daily, like if you start and you stop, it's going to diminish. Um, and so that's just, unfortunately, I've kind of something I've just come to terms with, like, yeah, I need to take this daily. I'm not going to stop it. Uh, because I recognize the damage I've done leading up to this point. And many of us are all in the same boat. And it's almost um, like you come to terms with it, you accept it, and then you supplement and you feel so much better. And so, you know, it's just a matter of finding that quality product. So mm. those are two that are non-negotiable for me. Thank There's you. others, but I won't go
0: through <laughs> every list of supplements. I'm like, you, you, you should see my shelf, you know, when my supplements. So uh, I take those. When do you take them and why? Those two.
1: I take vitamin D with meals because it's a um, fat soluble vitamin. So it's better absorbed when you're consuming meals with it. Um, And and same with probiotics. You want to take it with a meal. You don't want to take it on an empty stomach because it helps to kind of flourish that gut Mm -hmm. as well. And so typically with like breakfast or lunch, um, you know, I have a reminder in my phone for 2 p.m. So if I forget
0: before Mm -hmm. that time, it buzzes and I'm like, oh, yeah, let me take it. So I don't forget. That's a great idea. You know, I think I will do that because I have like separated vitamins, mine and my husband. And then we have some in common, you know, and I prepare it because some of them we take like in the morning for me it's in the afternoon to some of them because I also take like, you know, prenatals and stuff. And for him, it's also like morning at night. So I'm like, Hey honey, did you take your vitamins? And he's like, no. So it's, it's really up to me if we're going to be taking that because he gets busy with his work. So I love that. I think I'll just put the um, reminder on my phone, like take your vitamins, because usually I do it automatically, like after breakfast or like after dinner, but sometimes, you know, like you go, go, go. And it's like, Oh, it's 4 PM. And I didn't take my morning vitamins. So you see, always learning something new with you. I love that. Um, for the vitamin D, I believe you mentioned in your post that um, taking like 3,000 or 5,000 was the, the daily. Yeah, yeah. Actually,
1: uh, the Institute of Medicine just recommended at least 4,000 mm. um, take of D3 um, over D2. So D3 is better absorbed um, on a daily basis. And you know, it's important again, I say that that's the recommendation, but it's important to check levels. So, because it is fat soluble and you can, you know, it's not water soluble, it's not automatically eliminated. So it'll build in your fat tissue. And so you wanna check those levels, you don't wanna exceed, but ultimately you wanna get to a point of like 50 to 80 um, as an optimal level. And I will tell you, I take 5,000 a day and I'm still barely above 50.
0: I gotta check my my levels now, yeah. I, I get to look at my last results that we did with the labs, you know, and, and we'll be doing another ones in next month. But now I'm like, now I got to see my numbers. But we also, we moved to Tulum, Mexico. Okay. Yeah. So we just went through the rainy season, but now it's um, usually it's, it's sunny. So I do invest. You know, I'm like half naked on our roof or we go to the beach. So I expose definitely more than 50% of my body and I love it. My husband, he's like blonde with blue eyes. So for him, just like little here and there, but we do take 5,000 of vitamin D3 at night. Um, as far as your probiotics, and I know it will go like, you know, preferences and brands and different, but what are you using as far as your prebiotics and probiotics? And if you have any affiliates, we can definitely use them in the show notes, or I can tell people to go on your Instagram. I know you have a links there. I also, one thing that I wanted to share as we moved here to Tulum, I'm working with one nutritionist here and she is making our, kefir. So she's doing at home kefir water, which we drink every day now. And she also does um, coconut yogurt, you know, so there is the the probiotics too. So would you say if we do that daily, you would still supplement with the pills? Because sometimes I'm wondering like, is the nutrition better for the body or is enough in our foods? Because I know our foods are depleted now. So, so much carbs. Yeah, that's what's
1: hard. I mean, the other thing is to recognize that you you also need, you know, you have your your prebiotic and your probiotic, right? So you need to be able to feed those bacteria with the prebiotic fibers and things like that, that you consume. Um, And again, it's the diversity of the bacteria that you're going to get. Um, And so... Honestly, I don't think it hurts to also supplement um, because you're just going to get a a greater quality and quantity of that bacteria in your gut. Um, And so lately I have been using probiotic and prebiotic combination by bioimmunity. Um, I love it. It's, you know, they actually develop their own strains in their lab. Um, They're they're shelf stable, they test them regularly, and they're very, um, you know, from a quantity standpoint, Mm -hmm. looking at like 50,000 CFUs of bacteria, and they've thought through all the different strains that are in there to help impact the immune system specifically mm-hmm. and the gut integrity of the wall. Um, and so, you know, that I've been using it for over six months. I love it. Um, you know, personally, and I only support brands that I personally try and, um, utilize, and I find that they would be useful. And mm-hmm. so, um, but they also, they also have a prebiotic that I love, but it, it, it also includes key vitamins in it, like, Includes curcumin, which is the active ingredient in turmeric, um, that's anti-inflammatory. There's cinnamon to help support the gut as well. So several different, you know, so it's not just, you know, like a, a bulking fiber that you're taking, right? There's a lot of thought that's given into kind of the development of those products.
0: So. Beautiful. I will, I will look into it too. And also really like briefly, what is the difference with the probiotics and probiotics? Because the probiotics, they're like all over, you got to take them. And, and, you know, like we see so much advertising, we don't hear as much about prebiotics. So what is the difference? and why do we need both? Yeah, so the prebiotic is basically the food that feeds
1: the bacteria Hmm. um, in the probiotic, right? And so, you know, you want that bacteria to survive in the colon and you want it to flourish. So you want to feed it. So that's the mechanism of feeding it and providing it that food is through the prebiotics. And so that's really why you need both. Otherwise the probiotic will not survive.
0: Um, you know, so is it for nothing if we just take a, like a probiotic pill, you know, every day and we don't take any prebiotics or are there any prebiotics that we have naturally in food that maybe we are not even realizing we have them?
1: Yeah. So prebiotics are ultimately fiber based foods. Um, you know, so higher fiber intake is going to help feed that probiotics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really from a food stance, like ensuring, but, Unfortunately, majority of the population does not consume any fiber. We're completely fiber deficient in our diet. Um, And a lot of that has to do with processed foods um, and how they've depleted them. And so therefore, if you think about all these processes, you can imagine why there's so many gut issues, right? And and thinking about how our food has changed. Um, But ultimately, you want the consumption of both. Um, you know, whether it be through food, through supplements, or both. um, But that's really how and I don't want to say it's a complete waste not to, but you're not maximizing the impact that could be there and gaining the greatest
0: benefit. Oh my goodness you see always learning so much from you and I love it and I can be here with you for hours and hours and hours and I want to be respectful of our time so one last question for the one who is listening to us and maybe she just find out that she is you know she has autoimmune and she's in shock and she's feeling like betrayed by her own body right what is the one thing you want her to know on this journey uh, that it's not your fault Um, because
1: I think that's the first thing we do is blame ourselves. Like, what did I do wrong? I was there and I blame myself, Um, but then recognize that that's okay. It just opened my eyes to live a healthier life, um, to be educated and more knowledgeable on how I need to take care of my body. Um, And despite having your disease, you know, how I look at it is I'm healthier now than I ever was before without my disease
0: and everyone can get there. I love that you said that because besides that, okay, I'm healing this, but everything else, I never been healthier. I've never been healthier. I've never been happier. So, and the the reason why we really want to, like, of course, I want to be completely, fully healthy, but we want to regulate my thyroid because we want to get pregnant, you know? So I'm like, that's why we're preparing my body for it. I'm like, if I wouldn't have that, I might be still stressing out and not being like so careful about my food choices, you know? So I love that reminder. Thank you so much. And like I said, I loved following you and I love following you on your Instagram. So for those who want to connect with you online and you know learn more from you, connect with you, what are your favorite places where they can connect?
1: Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the handle Dr. Autoimmune Girl. I also have a website, Dr. Autoimmune com. And I will kind of announce on here that I also have a book that will be available in June and it's available for pre-order now on Amazon called the immunity food fix. So around foods and how they impact your immune system. um, I've just completed an entire manuscript on that. So I'm very excited to be able to share that and, you know, help people heal through food.
0: I am so, why June? I'm like, that's so far away. It's like several months. Okay, I'm going on the waiting list. I'm pre ordering. I'm really, really excited. Thank you so much for today and for all the work you're doing. It is healing so many people and gives so much hope. So, thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you so much.